faith, hope, and love abide. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is what and who you are. Love is your deepest essence, a wellspring inside of you, welling up into limitless life. The path of conscious love is a relationship calling forth who you really are. Welcome to Coalesce, a series of honest, inclusive, and contemplative reflections. Living in relational wholeness, we enter our we pray Coalesce will enrich and deepen your experience along the path of conscious love. Good day, good people. And welcome to the Path of Conscious Love. This is episode 94, The Univocity of Love. And I am Reverend Robert Farrell. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And thank you for being here. If at any time during our session there's an audio or video issue, please just let me know in the chat section and we'll pause to get that corrected. There is about a 40 second delay in the live stream, so just be aware of that. Tonight's contemplative reflection begins with my gratitude for the wisdom of several contributors to what we'll share tonight. St. Bonaventure, Don Nothwer, John Dunscotus, Thomas Aquinas, Jack Wentz, Joanna Macy, David Corton, Molly Young-Brown, Bill Plotkin, Richard Rohr, and music tonight by Simon DeVoyle, Carrie Newcomer, Louis Armstrong, and Paul Isaac. Contemplation actually means to know with, a participative kind of knowing. Contemplation means to know and love by participating in a larger knowing, a larger mystery that many of us call by different names, God, mystery, ultimate reality, the ineffable. And just as 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, they knew as fully as they were known. So contemplation then is an interior awareness and a sustained receptivity of our depth dimension. We don't come here to these sessions to intellectualize more information. We come here to open our hearts to transformation to recognize those numinous voices already in our deepest depths. Because without deep contact with one's in-depth self, one cannot know God. So tonight, just try to listen with your heart, with your whole self, where the depth of the words contact with your deepest depths. Let us drop in and center in body, mind, and spirit 
with a two-minute grounding exercise. For many of us, this moment feels chaotic and terribly stressful. Join us for a few moments to turn inward and connect to your innermost you. Gently close your eyes and feel the gentleness of breath inside your body as you repeat these words. My deepest me is love. My deepest me is whole. My deepest me is limitless. My deepest me is infinite. My deepest me is compassion. My deepest me is sacred. My deepest me is mystery. My deepest me is forgiveness. My deepest me is beauty. My deepest me is God. My deepest me has knowledge to give. I open my heart and listen. With our open hearts, we listen. With our eyes closed, if we wish, or gazing at the images on the screen. The Franciscan term that is equivalent to the term interbeing is the great chain of being. It names the nature of the universe, God, and the self, and directs our future thinking. It communicates a linked and coherent world. The essential and unbreakable, unbreakable links in the chain include the divine creator, the angelic heavenly host, the human, the animal, the world of plants and vegetation, and planet Earth itself with its minerals and waters. In themselves and in their union together, the links proclaim the glory of God and the inherent dignity of all things. This image is the ontological basis for calling anything and everything sacred. Without it, the idea of sacred is subject to the feelings and whims of the individual. 
the multitude of things clearly manifest the wisdom and goodness of the triune God, who by power, presence, and essence exist uncircumscribed in all things, within all things but not enclosed, outside all things but not excluded, above all things but not aloof, below all things but not debased, whose center is everywhere and whose circumference is nowhere. The origin, magnitude, multitude, beauty, fullness, activity, and order of all created things are the very footprints and fingerprints of God. Now that is quite a lovely and very safe universe to live in. Welcome home. Therefore, open your eyes, alert the ears of your spirit, open your lips, and apply your heart. It seems that we either honor God in all things, or we soon lose the basis for seeing God in anything. In the stories of his life, Francis of Assisi addresses inanimate cre creation too, as if it were included, as if it were indeed ensouled. His Canticle of the Creatures includes fire, wind, water, brother, sun, sister, moon, and our sister, Mother Earth herself. Nature mysticism, as it were, is a worthy entranceway. See all things as likenesses of God, those fingerprints and footprints that reveal the divine DNA underlying all living links in creation. This is the univocity of all being, the univocity of love, which means we may speak of all beings with one consistent voice, univocity, a cosmic mutuality, interbeing. There is an objective continuity between creator and creatures. Most high, all-powerful, precious God No spoken word can hold your name Praise be to you who births all life With all your creatures Especially you, sir, brother, son, who is the day and is your light, beauty so true to you. There you are. 
Praise be to you, my Lord, you are. Sister Moon and the stars, bright, precious heaven, there you are. There you are. Praise be to you, my Lord, you are. Brother Wind and the Air, Breath of Spirit, there you are, there you are. Praise be to you, my Lord, you are. Sister Water, gift of life, pure, essential, there you are, there you are. Take a gentle breath to remind your body and your heart to stay open and listen from that place of depth. It is no accident that the majority of Jesus's stories and metaphors are based on human and natural observations. The gospel transforms us by putting us in touch with that which is much more constant and satisfying, literally the ground of our being. Daily cosmic events in the sky and on the earth are the reality above our heads and beneath our feet every minute of our lives, a continuous sacrament. Rabbi Jesus himself commonly points to things like the red sky, a hen, lilies, the fig tree, a donkey caught in a pit, the birds of the air, the grass in the field, the temple animals that he released from their cages, and on and on. Wherever we are, wherever we go, we bring our cell and our soul with us. Our brother body is our cell, and our soul is the hermit living in the cell. If our soul does not live in peace and solitude within the moving cell, of what benefit is it to live in a man-made cell? Everything created is a message about the nature of God. Nature itself is not empty of divinity. Nature itself is the primary Bible. As Romans 1.20 says, What can be known about God is perfectly plain, for God has made it plain. Ever since God created the world, God's everlasting power and deity is there for the mind to see in all the things that God has created. 
You see, the world itself is the primary locus of the sacred and, the actual, and actually provides all the metaphors that the soul needs for its growth. God has been revealing God's love, goodness, and beauty since the very beginning through the natural world of creation. God looked at everything God had made and found it very good. Through the grandeur and beauty of the creatures, we may, by analogy, contemplate their artist. All you have to do today is walk outside and gaze at one leaf long and lovingly until you know, really know, that this leaf is a participation in the eternal being of God. It's enough to create ecstasy. The seeming value or dignity of an object doesn't matter. It is the dignity of your relationship to the object that matters, that transforms object to subject and allows you to meet things center to center or subject to subject, inner dignity to inner dignity. For a true contemplative, a gratuitously falling green leaf will awaken awe and wonder just as much as a golden tabernacle in a cathedral. Truth I learned when I was eight My dad swam the lake, the spirit lake Yet I must have been a million miles This I knew was true My mother sang while hanging clothes Her notes weren't perfect, heaven knows Yeah, but heaven opened anyway this I knew was true Please don't drop They just let go And make a space For seeds to grow And every season brings a change A tree is what a seed contains To die and live his life free free Check the oil and call me, please. And she said, Hey, ma, I'll be just fine. This I knew was true. Cause leaves don't drop, they just let go. And make a space for seeds to grow. And every season brings a change of tree. Speaks in rhyme and paradox. 
Take another deep breath. With that sustained receptivity to a beauty not yet thought about. Listen with your heart. From the beginning of the Bible to the end, it is clear that a loving God includes all of creation in God's kingdom. In the Genesis story, God's love, beauty, and goodness overflow into creation and all creatures, including humans, and they're all living peacefully in God's presence. God shows authentic and primal concern for all animals. And he does so by directing Noah to take a male and female of every species onto the ark to be saved. After the flood, God makes a covenant, not just with people, but with all of creation. God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I am making between me and you and every living creature with you for all ages to come. I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Genesis 9, 12-13. How did we miss that? God's plan is clearly social, historic, and universal, and not the anthropocentric and individualistic model that most of us grew up with. We are a part of the creation, not apart from it. To love something is to be present to its inmost core and dignity. That might well be the definition of contemplation. To love something is to be present to its inmost core and dignity. If there is to be a livable world for those who come after us, it will be because we have managed to make the transition from the industrial growth society to a life-sustaining society. This change is germinating now, that sustainable society on which the future depends. Its seeds are sprouting in countless actions in defense of life and in fresh perspectives of our mutual belonging in the living body of earth, 
bold new perceptions deriving from both science and spirituality. Every living creature has an intrinsic value in its existence, its life, its beauty, and its interdependence with other creatures, interbeing. The universe is the fruit of a loving decision by the Creator who permits mankind respectfully to use creation for the common good, not to abuse it, much less to destroy it. In all religions, the environment is a fundamental good. The health of the planet and our continued existence depend upon our choices and actions. Humanity and the earth really will live or die together. Our world is a sacred whole, the univocity of love, in which we have a sacred mission. What a wonderful world. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. Clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky. Also on the faces of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They learn much more. I never knew And I think to myself What a wonderful world Yes, I think to myself What a wonderful Continuing now, maintaining your interior awareness and a sustained receptivity to one's in-depth self, you are invited to spend the next three minutes to journal about your experience. Did you have any new insight? 
Were you touched with love in some way? Did deep call into deep? Whatever it may be, spend the next three minutes journaling about your experience. Each week we offer you a practice to support you on your spiritual journey. And this week the spiritual practice is entitled Staying Grounded. Be able to find the guidelines for this practice on the Contemplative Inner Being website, and I will put that link in the chat section here in just a moment, just so that we can share the guidelines together. I'll do that now. There are list upon list of things you can do to help the environment. You've read and perhaps tried many of them, reducing, reusing, recycling, 
walking, biking, or taking public transportation, using less water and energy, eating less meat. Continue to find ways to live more simply as an individual and in community, and that you'll encourage your church and government to protect the environment. As you do this vital work, you may be discouraged and disheartened to see progress come slowly or seemingly not at all. You may be tempted to give up or to give in to easy excess. You may feel hate toward the enemy that is destroying creation. So here's really three practices to keep you grounded, to keep you loving and hopeful. First, Stay close to nature. Reconnect with creatures and plants, whether in an animal shelter, your garden, a city park, or the wilderness. Actually touch the living soil with your bare hands and feet. Feel the breeze and listen to the birds. Secondly, lament the suffering and loss you see. Let yourself truly group Grieve for extinct species, for people touched by hurricanes, famine, and disease. Cry and wail aloud. Beat a drum. Tear a piece of cloth. Create and bury, and bury a litany of loss. And thirdly, celebrate the beauty and mystery of our universe. Write a poem, chant a psalm, paint a picture. Say thanks for the abundance of air, water, food, and shelter you receive every day. Praise the Creator who is gradually bringing all of creation to fullness and wholeness through your participation. And that's our practice of staying grounded. And as always, my deepest gratitude for you coming to these sessions, whether you're here for the live session or the recorded session. Thank you. Thank you all just so much. May you come to see the truth about yourself, no matter how beautiful it is. May peace fill your life so love will overflow. And may your days and week to come be traveled on this path of conscious love. Peace to all, light to all, love to all. Sat Nam. Amen. And may you see with the eyes of love. How many lifetimes have I spent searching For something that can't be explained For something that can't be tamed Searching for someone to show me the way Tell me that it's okay To work through my suffering 
So I look within, I find myself anew And let this light shine through In everything that I do If darkness should fall, I'll call upon this light Remember that my heart was touched When I felt a Shakti rise And I'm looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love My heart is open and there is more to come More less to this mind More work to be done The masks I wear are slowly peeling off Cause there's no need to hide From this truth inside A seed's been planted and this tree will grow And the fruits that I sow Will surely feed the soul So my friend, I am done waiting Yes, I'm here now And I surrender As I look into the eyes of, the eyes of love Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love I Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love I Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking through the eyes of, the eyes of love And now I'm looking through the eyes of, the eyes of love I'm looking through I'm looking through is created, quilted, and shared in a gentle embrace. Our thanks to Rev. Robert Farrell for giving his voice to the path of conscious love. You are me and I am you. Isn't it obvious that we enter our? We pray coalesce and riches and deepens your experience on the path of conscious love. Blessings to all.